This is Work of the Beat. It is Tuesday, September 8, 2020. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us on the unofficial start of fall. A lot of schools going back today. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, people. Summer is unofficially over. Still got about three weeks left in it officially, but summer unofficially over. Uh, happy. Happy first day of indoor dining in Philadelphia. That starts today, and a lot going on, Michael. Yeah, I actually ate indoors today for the second time in three days in Bucks County. Well, one was down in Maryland. I don't know. You know, I I know places, I won't mention names, but I know places that were open but were not adhering to the uh, what they should be adhering to. Mm Mm-hmm. And without, look, politics aside, I don't care what your politics are. Do what you're supposed to do. If you don't believe you're supposed to wear a mask or you don't suppose, believe you're supposed to keep social distance, and don't go out where people are trying to do that. Yeah. If you're going to the shore or you're just do the, not everybody's going to do it. I get it. I get it. But just, <clears throat> just you know, don't don't make this worse than it has to be in case it does get worse in the fall and it, you know, whatever. Well, and that, and that's the thing. It's like, we're almost at a point where, um, you know, we're almost at that point where, okay, it's going to start ticking back up again because you're going to be entering that fall cold and flu season pretty soon. And so I, I think the, you know, caution is the better part here uh the caution is still the better way even with stuff opening did, up did you caution. see some of this pic did you see some of the pictures over the weekend oh it wasn't good no it wasn't what, good what do people think look if you if you don't believe there's a pandemic or you believe this is a democratic hoax or you believe it's a radical hoax or whatever words you want to put onto it mm-hmm. i mean really this is how you're, you're just going to say i'm going to go out and have a party with 300 people because i'm i don't care I mean, you know, whatever. I, I'm past that point. It's been six months. You're not going to change it. I'm not going to change it. You know, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm wrong. There's 180,000 people dead, so I don't know. Um, and they were all old people. They were going to die anyway. You know. I, lo- I love that. I love when people say that. They're, they're old. They're going to die. Well, you know, if you were old, well, would you want right. somebody saying that about you? You know? Well, I find it funny, Kevin, that – if you have athletes not competing in tournaments, uh-huh. you know, the number one women's seed in the world uh, is not going to compete in the French Open where she's the defending champ because she's afraid. Yeah. So is she wrong? You know, is it wrong that people at, at games are walking around with masks on? Uh, is it wrong that some NFL players and some college players are taking themselves out? Are they the idiots? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. If, I... if, it's, if it's fake and it's not... You know, somebody thinks it's it's right. you know real. And look, it, this is going to be a, a a weird winter. Oh, it is. And I just hope it's not as bad as it, as it needs to be. But you know, we don't know. Uh, I'm just this is my hope, and I'll say this again at New Year's because I I just hope that next summer we're not going through. We're going to be going through something. But let's hope that it's not nearly as bad, bad as it is now. I, I agree. have a friend who's going to Myrtle Beach next week because he canceled his – he pushed back his week from, like, May, and he, he he can't push it back again, apparently, which I think is stupid anyway. And I'm sure Myrtle Beach is pretty close to normal 
right. in terms of what they're doing, whether that's right or wrong. But And I was thinking, like, if my wife wasn't working and he had asked us to go, I don't know what I would have done. I don't, I don't know. Well, today is a choose-your-own-adventure kind of show uh, because we don't have a guest. Um, you know, we're obviously, you know, with the Labor Day holiday and everybody kind of getting onto a normal schedule. Um, we don't have a guest today, so it's just Mike and I. We're going to go talk a little bit about what happened with the Flyers at some point, I'm sure. We'll talk about the Phillies, who got an, a, a split in New York, but now face <coughs> nine games in the next seven days. Um, which could determine their season, by the way, whether they're going to make the playoffs or not. But we're also going to make this a little bit focused. We know that the next time we talk to you on Friday with, by the way, Ray Didinger is scheduled to be our guest on Friday. Uh, We will be in officially into the NFL season. So we're going to go over some prop bets on teams over under some different things going on in the NFL. I'm going to throw to Mike and just get his snap judgment on that in fact that may be our first thing we do because we know that look football begins this week and it hasn't been a normal preseason by any stretch of the imagination because there hasn't been any preseason games and there hasn't been the usual chatter um but it is here and mike let's start with the eagles news from the weekend jason peters uh, changed his mind and is going back to left tackle uh how is it an improvement and are you surprised that he decided to uh Cave in without getting that contract extension or the contract uh, alteration he wanted. I almost don't care, and, and I I don't mean that in the sense that I don't care, uh, but I I almost don't. It, it's getting to the point where some of the stuff we're talking about is so stupid, and so whatever words you want to put in on it, you know I don't care if Jason Peters wants to play right guard, left tackle, if he thinks he's being underpaid, whatever. You know, at some point, can we just get out and play football? I mean, you know, if and look, he's earned the right. He's a hall. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But you sign with the team, you, you, okay? Yes, you signed to play right guard. Well, you must have known in the back of your head somewhere there was a chance you could play left tackle mm-hmm. because the guy that had playing left tackle they didn't know if he was going to be ready. They didn't know what if he was and, good. Yeah. So you know, like it would be, almost be like if they asked. Um, I don't know, pick a guy, you know, like maybe they're starting cornerback and then they had three safeties go down and you said, oh, now you got to play safety. Well, I want more money. I mean, you know, I think, and this is what I think people just get sick of. And, and, and here's Jason Peters. I look, I, I, what the guy's done for Philadelphia, he, he's going to go down as one of the all-time Eagles. But, you know, he, he didn't have one team that wanted him mm-hmm. three months ago to play any position. Yeah. Um, the Eagles give him, I don't know if he got a good contract, a bad contract. I don't know. But, but give him what he's been. It was a decent contract. I mean, he's been, you go play left tackle. If the team says, Hey, we need you to play left tackle because we're afraid Carson Wentz is going to get his butt handed to him. And you play left tackle. Uh, the one thing I would say is, and I've heard this on the, some people professors on it. You know, you can only have so many moving parts in your offensive line. Right. Uh, cause it was talking moving Lane Johnson to the left tackle. Uh, um, you know, and at some point, maybe it would have just been better to leave Peters at right guard, where maybe he wouldn't take as much. You know, he played 91% of the plays last year, apparently. That's what the number they keep giving out. But you would know, and I know, you know, he might go hobbling out of the first game. I, um, the Redskins have a pretty good defensive line, and they just added that guy, you know, who might have been the best player in the draft. Yeah. Um. So, you Ch- know, we'll see. I mean, Chase Young. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I just think this has been, this whole thing has been weird. You know, I'm not going to move unless, and we never really heard it from him. No, it was the old floated out by the team. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just sick of it, Kevin. I really am. I'm just, I'm just like, guys, you know, and I know now Zerk, Zach Ertz is going to go through a prolonged contract thing, and that's not about him switching positions. That's just about him getting paid. And I, I just find a hard the, – the Eagles are going to lose some of these guys at some point, mm-hmm. I guess. I may, Maybe not. Maybe they can sign them all. You know, maybe they maybe they trade Goddard and keep Ertz. I don't know. Ertz is going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, that also excused the other news of the weekend coming out of the Eagles, which was the final cuts and specifically the end of the Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas era as Eagles. Both let go. Uh, Douglas picked up by Carolina. Sidney Jones has not been picked up by anybody yet. Um, which concludes, not concludes, I shouldn't say that, but Derek Barnett is still around and Nate Gary is still around. But one of the worst drafts in Eagle history um, where you had Douglas, you had Jones, you had Mac Hollins, you had Donnell Pumphrey, Sheldon Gibson, and Elijah Qualls, and all of them are gone just three years later. I mean, Joe Douglas was in charge of that draft, Mike, and it, obviously they won a Super Bowl since then. Yeah. But, but even the Barnett, I mean, Nate Gary's turned into a solid, at least special teamer. But Derek Barnett even has been a little bit questionable, and Jones and, and, and Douglas are obviously big disappointments for <laughs> second and third round picks. You could go down the list of their drafts from probably the last five or six or seven years, and the number of really good picks you can come up with may, might be on one thing, one hand. You know, obviously, Miles Sanders looks like he's pretty good. Zach Ertz, and I don't know how far back. Zach well, Wentz, Wentz in 16. Wentz and, and Lane Johnson. Uh, yeah. I mean, Lane Johnson's been a while now, but, I mean, Lane Johnson is obviously, I think, will go down as a good pick. Um, but, man, I mean, when you take Sidney Jones, and look, they took a shot on Sidney Jones um, because he fell he, with the Achilles, the whole thing. Again, I'm not in love with guys from the Pac-12. That's just me. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of really good players. Zach Ertz is a Pac-12 guy, so he's obviously really good. I, I don't know. And, and the whole thing with um, with the lineman that now can't play, I think you're going to be hearing him get cut in a year or two from the Eagles. I, that's just me. Right. Uh, Bar- Barnett, yeah, and didn't they move up to get Barnett? They moved up to get Barnett, yeah, up yeah. to the 14th pick. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, th- those guys know more than I do. So I'm not going to sit here. You, you, you know, I, I don't know a lot of times. I didn't like the Humphrey pick when they took it because I thought there were some really good guys. I, the guy I liked that that year was a guy that went to KC, Kareem. Kareem um, Hunt. But I think he went before Humphrey. I, I, I think. I'm not well, 100% sure. But he was the guy I liked, like, in the third round kind of. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just luck. But you know what? You can't look back, Kevin. You can't, When you make bad picks – you made them. Uh, the only thing is, when you make bad picks, you're constantly trying to make up for it. You know, as we see with the Phillies all the time, when, when they have to go out and sign guys. Because they, they don't have guys. And eventually, I think it catches up with you. But they did win a Super Bowl. They have been in the playoffs in the two years since the Super Bowl. They're one of probably only a handful of teams in the league that's made the playoffs the last three years. Um, So, yeah, you know, it's it's... I, yeah. Do I wish they drafted better? Yes. Well, do they wish they drafted better? Yes. Well, um, let me give you an example. Matt Collins was in the fourth round that year. Okay, wide receiver. Matt Collins, 
had a moment or two in that Super Bowl year, but that was it. The he was pick one eighteen one pick one nineteen's Tariq Cohen, who's pretty good for the Bears. I mean, you know, so you can look up and down every pick that they made and, and pick guys out. Where where did Pumphrey go? That's what I'm looking at now. Pumphrey, I think I, I think Kareem Hunt went before him. I think I I I could be wrong about that. Um, but I like he was a guy that came out of Toledo, I believe. Um, and, and I remember my guy from Toledo saying, you know, this guy's pretty good. And, okay, fine. I know, you know, Humphrey, an undersized guy. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, it, it, it's just, I mean, their wide receiver picks in the last seven or eight years have been disaster. Have been so bad, which is why Jalen Rager really, you know, I, I hope he's good. Kareem Hunt went 86. And when did Humphrey go? That's what I'm looking. So Humphrey went after him. Yeah, he went before Russell Douglas. So Pumphrey, Pumphrey went round four. Okay, and that's fair, you know. Um, but I'm, hey, look, you know, uh, I mean, when they took Zach Ertz, I really liked Zach Ertz. I thought that, but, but Pumphrey yeah, went one thirty two. Right, so it was a long way from Hunt to Pumphrey, but I mean, I've been rolling some of the guys I like, but every time they take a receiver, I cringe. I just cringe because, and I don't think they've had a great. History with defensive linemen. When you really think about it, I mean, um, the guy from Michigan who had the big play in the Super Brand, Bowl, Brandon Graham, right? He hasn't had a great career. No. And for the money he's making, and he's a great guy. I know all that. He stripped the ball from Brady in the. I get all that, but really, um, you like you said, Barnett. You know, the jury's still out. I mean, obviously, Cox is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you did well with that pick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I it's just, you know, um, for a team that's straight, but you know, if we went through every team, Kevin, you know, we see the Eagles cause they're our team. I'm sure if we went through every team in the league, there's hits and misses, you know, not, not everybody's going to hit them all. Not everybody's going to, you know, not hit them all. So, um, Hey, yeah, but, but I'll, I'll look at, all right. What the Eagles haven't done well with is getting that guy, you know, Pumphrey, I guess, would have been an under the ra- under the radar pick a little bit because he played on the West Coast. San- it was San Diego State and all that. They were hope they were hoping for da- uh, Sproles. That's right. what they wanted to get. But then, right. like you look at the Colts draft of Marlon Mack after Pumphrey, uh, mm-hmm. and Marlon Mack's a far superior player. Aaron right. Jones from the Packers got drafted after Pumphrey. Yep. I mean. There are guys, and you're right, you could do this through every team and go, oh, my God, you, know, you didn't take this, and this guy turned yeah. out to be a decent pro. But it seems like it happens more often here, it seems like, lately. Well, because we put them up, because we see, I mean, look, they got Kelsey in, what, the sixth round? Yeah, they did. And Kelsey's one, I mean, so you got to give him credit for those, too. You, you know, But that now think, is ages ago. Well, yeah, sure, sure, I, I get it. But I think what we've seen with them, especially at certain positions, and then they have to keep drafting wide receivers over and over, over again, again. Yep. To try to make up for the ones that they missed on. And um, so now they get Rager, who's a speed guy, because the last two or three wide receivers they got weren't really speed guys. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like trying to draft an Alshon Jeffrey. Um, you know, it's just, look, they've got two really good tight ends, so they've done well drafting tight ends. Um I don't know. I, I, it, you know, it, look, they won a Super Bowl. Like I said, they've been in the playoffs the last two years. They're going to be a playoff contender this year, I would imagine. Um, but 
you know, I think what everybody was envisioning after the Super Bowl so far has not necessarily materialized. Oh, I agree. Uh, all right. So I had mentioned the mic. Let me run down each. I have a list of teams here, and we can go down. I have their Vegas over win total over-unders, okay? And what happen, Hey, Kevin, what happens if, and I don't think this is going to happen, but what happens like, if the Eagles only played 13 games? That's a good question. I wonder okay. if the bet then becomes void at that point. I don't know. I think, look, the NFL, I'll bet on the NFL. Okay. They're going to play 16 games come hell or high water yeah. if it takes them until next July. Well, hell, Josh McCown's back as the COVID quarterback for the Eagles. Well, you got to have a COVID quarterback. You got to have a COVID quarterback. You know. um, I thought maybe your COVID quarterback was the guy who was, you know, drafted in the second round, but that's me. Yeah. Uh, I still hate that pick. I don't know if people can understand that. All right. The Eagles over under is nine and a half, Mike. Where are you leaning? I think that's a great number. Um, because I, I would have them around nine wins, which means, you know, if I'm off a game, they're 10. If I'm off two games, uh, you know, again, the whole season comes down to the two Cowboy games as far as winning the division, I think. I, 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 without having studied their schedule and really got into it, I would probably flip a coin and go under, only because nine seems like the right number. Uh, I would go under. I, I don't, you know, they're playing a first-place schedule. You know, they get to go to San Fran. Um, you know, they get the Rams here, which is not going to be easy. Um, Nobody likes the Rams, though, either. No, it's funny. I, I, I was Coast, thinking West that. Coast teams coming east usually have a, a it's hard a, time. And it's a 1 o'clock game. Uh, right. Which really makes it difficult. Yep. Now, obviously, you know, you're not going to have the same dynamic with the crowds and all that, but... Um, and they'll be coming off an emotional game. Well, not emotional, but they're playing Dallas the week before. So, The what? Eagles are playing Dallas the week before? No, 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 no. The Rams are playing Rams Dallas. Rams are playing Dallas. And then the Rams come east to play the Eagles. At the at the Rams? Is that Dallas game? That, that is the opener of their new building, yes. Oh, well, okay. Which yeah. doesn't mean as much because nobody will be in it. But uh, that's, Well, yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought of that, yeah. So the Eagles over under is nine and a half. I would take the under because I think the schedule just tilts a little bit against them. And, and look, I think there's, I think there's holes in their defensive line. I think there's holes um, in their offensive line. Um, I don't know what the running game is going to be like without Miles Sanders. I think you're going to count a lot on Boston Scott early. Um, Wait, is my is Miles hurt? Miles isn't practiced. I I didn't I haven't been following as much. I'm yeah. sorry. Um. So yeah. This way, Kevin. If they beat Dallas twice, and I'm not saying they will, they could lose to Dallas twice. But if they beat Dallas twice, they have a chance to win ten. Yeah. You know, I, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. But the history of that series is is they don't split very often. Right. Dallas is nine and a half as well. I should point out. I, and I would probably since again I would flip a coin. I would take Dallas to. Just barely get. I think that those numbers on both teams. I think Dallas are, is a better about team. About what they should be. Yeah, I think Dallas is the better team. I think Dallas. The one area that it works for Dallas, it's Dallas is. Um, I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this. I think Dallas's depth is better. I think their coaching situation is not as good as what the Eagles have. Well, they're yeah. They look it. it, it it's. 
no team has repeated in this division in 15 years. All right. So I'll just go with that, and I think I think it's going to be them two, both around nine or ten wins in that area, and and one of them's going to obviously win the division, and the other might get in as a wild card, maybe. Tough, tough opening for the Cowboys. First three weeks are the Rams on the road at the or uh, the Falcons at home, and then at Seattle. So for whatever Wait, that's you said, the Rams on the road, but then then they're home against the Falcons. No, but I thought you said the, the Rams coming here. Oh, and the Rams come here week two. Yeah, Rams are oh, here okay, week okay. two. They're at the Falcons week two. No, no, they're playing. Oh. The, they're playing the Falcons at home week two, and then they're at Seattle week three. Hmm. Oh, the Falcons aren't very good, um, or at least they're not projected to be very good. Right. Um, what was their opening game again? The Rams. Yeah, they could beat the Rams. I, 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 who knows? Who knows? Kevin, we don't know. No, like, that's the thing. I mean, you know, who knows? The Rams could 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 win that game thirty to three, you know, and be all. But like you said, there's not going to be anybody in their building. Um, I, anybody who tells me they have a clue, really, as to what's going on, except maybe for a few teams, I think you're just try- kidding yourself. Uh, I remember the most critical game, I guess, for the Eagles and Cowboys. They play each other Sunday, uh, December twenty seventh. In Dallas, that'll probably decide the division. You would think. Well, let, let's hope. It, let's hope it. I, I mean, yeah, those games usually. It, it was that the next to last game or the last. That's game? the next to last game. Yeah, I Ke- mean, look, it, it always means something, mm-hmm. I, and, and it's interesting because you you get this big argument all the time on national TV: who's better, Dak or Wentz? You know, I think they're both pretty even. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I, I think it's going to be the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah, one of them is going to probably win nine. One's going to win ten. So if, if, if you're going to be betting in Vegas on what you think is going to be a half a game, eh, that's not a good enough reason for me. The Giants are six and a half. I, I mean, it's hard to bet the over on that, you know? Yeah. It just is. I'm not saying they can't win seven, but I, I would have to lean towards the under there. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you. I think that, you know, Joe Judge is going to have some growing pains in his first year as head coach. Local product. I hope he does well. But yeah. The um, quarterback, you still don't know about their quarterback. Yeah, I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy. Uh, I'll, I. I'll readily admit that. He killed Temple in a bowl game. Yeah, That's he all did. I need to know. Uh, and then the Washington football team, five and a half. They're interesting because Rivera and Jack Del Rio. Uh, Jack Del Rio is the defensive coordinator. Both are really good coaches. But the quarterback is not he, – he played decent. I'm not a big Haskins fan. I'm not either. But he played pretty well at the end of the year. You do have Alex Smith way in the wings if he does screw up. Yeah, and they almost beat the Eagles late in the season. Um, look, one they, of they those teams – Should have beat the Eagles week one last year too. Yeah, I mean, I would lean towards the under, but I think one of those two teams is going it's to make, make it. So, and if, if I was going to put my money, I'd probably put my money on the Redskins. Uh, again, it comes down to, can, can, you know, the Redskins and the Giants are going to play each other twice. Can, does one of them sweep? Um, can one of them beat the Cowboys or the Eagles? Um, you know, like if you told me the Redskins are going to go three and three in the division or the Giants are going to go three and three in the division, then you got to bet the over. Yeah, I agree. But I don't know if they can do that. The highest win total, and I'm scanning this as we're Jeez. talking. No, in the NFC, I was going to say. Oh, San Fran. San Fran, 10 and a half. Yeah, they're in a tough division because the Cardinals aren't bad. I don't know what the Rams are, but they they won 13 games two years ago. The Seahawks go, win, go to the Super Bowl. Seahawks are good. Um, 
I probably would still lean towards the over. But again, Vegas is not – they're in business for a reason. I think the 10-and-a-half number is a pretty good number. I think San Fran won 13 last year. Yeah. They're not – I don't think they're going to win 13, but they could win 11. You know? Um, also at 10-and-a-half are the Saints. And I'll be honest, I think this is the one team I would load up on the under. Um. Because I think that division is going to be pretty good. It's I going know. to go one of two ways with them. The, the, the Saints have had three years where they could have maybe got to the Super Bowl. They've had three horrific yep. losses in the playoffs. So either it's going to all fall apart and they're going to be like an 8-8 eight and eight team, you know, or 7-9 and nine team, or the fourth time will be the charm. Uh, and I, just for the sake of my sanity, I will stay with the Saints. Now, I don't know if they're going to go over 10 and a half. But I'm going to just go with the Saints. It might be Drew Brees' last time. Um, maybe he's over. Maybe he's done. But I like the coach. I know the coach is an, is an idiot sometimes. People don't like him. But I think he can coach. Uh, they won't have the field, the home field advantage that they usually do, though, in, down there. No. Which could play into it. Any, any dome team. Seattle, too. I mean, you think about it. Seattle's got a real home advantage that they're not going but, to have. But, you know, one thing that does help Seattle – is and I'll say it this way: it's the travel element, like it is yeah. for most teams to go to Seattle, it is a haul and a half, and especially that the NFL is not allowing teams from the East Coast to go out on Friday like they use, usually do. Yeah. So yeah. because of, because of COVID concerns, and yeah. so I think that will benefit the Seahawks. That by the time these guys land. By the time these guys land, if they're coming, let's say, you know, I think the Eagles go to San Fran. Um, but, I, you know, Seattle comes. Is that, the same, is that the same way when the Rams come here then? It might be. I well, always I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, this whole NFL thing, by the way, where you're not going to have equity and who has people, and it's a joke. Right. And Roger Goodell, should, you know, the NFL has always preached parity. Parity, right? That's right. the one thing they mm-hmm. stand for, and yet now it's while everybody's on their own. Well, let's be that's honest. Bull, it's only going to, but let's be honest. It's only going to affect really two teams. Only two teams are going to open the doors and say, "Come on in, to everybody." And that's Dallas and Houston. But you don't, you don't think other teams are going to have? People I don't in think it? so. No. You think they're the only two? I think they're the only two that are going to do it at a significant number. Yes. Okay. You may you may have like seven thousand people or something. It might be a light number, maybe a Temple football crowd. Yeah, it's st- it's still I don't know. To me, you should just make a league wide rule. Nobody has people, or, and and the rules should be the same for everybody. But again, that's you know, um, not for me to say. The the Buccaneers are interesting, but they have the same number over under number as the Eagles at nine and a half. I I would probably go over just because. I'm yeah. not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're getting to the Super Bowl. But I think they're going to be a very interesting team because of the coach. I like the coach. Uh, I don't know what the quarterback's got, but he's obviously out to try to prove something. I don't think Gronk is going to be the Gronk of four years ago, but he's going to help. They seem like they're really fortifying their offense, and their defense was already pretty good. And I think the I think the Bucks could win that division. I think the Bucks will win that division. Well, then then the nine and a half. Then not easy. For I me. mean, if you were asking me right now of all the teams you've just mentioned, I haven't looked at all the teams. I might go heavy on the Bucks. Yeah, but you know them again though. And Bucks. I would go heavy against the Saints because I think the Saints are due uh, for a, a slide back. 
that could be true, but I, I just I like I said, I don't um the Saints have I mean the Bucks haven't been in the playoffs in so damn long. But I, I think I, I think people are getting a little carried away with them, but for all the right reasons. Uh, I'm not you know but again, you know, the one you- thing the one thing that makes me worried about the Saint uh, about the Bucks rather is I think that division's better than everybody's giving them credit for. I do think Atlanta's going to f- play a factor in this. Well, Carolina's going to stink. Carolina's going to stink. So even if the Falcons, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to play Carolina's second half of the year once Maddie gets his kind of Falcons, crew together. Yeah, no, nah, but the Carolina—it's the coach's first year. The whole thing's a first year. It's—it's it's just. You know, I'm sure they'll have a moment here or there, but they're not going to win probably more than six games. Decent quarterback. I, I don't care. Okay. I, I know. You know who, who's your quarterback? Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, but he, but when he, he's got to be on a good team, Kevin. You know, when when he, Teddy's been on good teams. You know, now you're on a team that stinks. Okay. I mean, if you take McCaffrey away, they stink. So, you know, let's see what Teddy does now with a first year coach, and I love Matt. Don't get me wrong, but I mean it's it's a whole new thing, and and plus they're going to play the Bucks twice, they're going to play the Saints twice, and they'll play the Falcons um, twice. Yeah, I I still think the Falcons are like a five hundred team, but they haven't been crap since the Super Bowl year, and that seems like it was five years ago. Um, and I love Matt Ryan, but I I, I just see them as being that they're always that eight and eight kind of team. Yeah, they're number seven know, and a half right now. So yeah, well they could get to eight, but you know. Um. In the, I'm trying to think of eight other interesting teams in here in the NFC, and they have the Bears at eight and a half. I think that's a little high, given that they're going with Trubisky. Um, no, they might not be going with Trubisky for long. You never know. Yeah, you never. I, see, I think it, when these over unders, I think there's teams you just have to stay away from. And the Bears are one. The Bears are one of them. Yes. Okay. Because uh, it's just it's like trying to predict, um, you know, when it's going to rain next week. You know, it's, um, yeah, and, and especially this season. Right. Because this season, almost anything could happen. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in a, nor- in a normal NFL season, there's always two or three or four teams that you sit there and go, huh. You know, like the, the playoff teams are never five or six from the year before, ever. So, you know, some playoff teams that were there in the playoffs this year ain't going to be in the playoffs this year. It's just a question of coming up. Maybe the Saints are one of those teams. You know, they, they take a step back. Maybe the Eagles take a step back. Um, I don't know. In the AFC, two teams at 11.5 is their number, and that's the Ravens and the and the Chiefs. Yeah, they should be. Um, you know, I mean, it's hard. Look, logic suggests to me that somehow the Chiefs won't be as good as they were last Well, I mean, and actually the Ravens had the better record because they, they had the number one seed. Um you know, Lamar Jackson continues to amaze. I keep waiting for the NFL to catch up to it because it usually does, but mm-hmm. they have to, you know, they have to show to me that they can they catch, only up, catch up to it in the 17th game of the year in the first playoff game. And I don't know like. how good their division is. I mean, Pittsburgh should be better if Roethlisberger stays upright. The defense is really good. Um, I don't know what to make of the Browns. I never know what to make of the Bengals Browns. are going to stink. Yeah, well, you would think so. Um, but the, this might be the year. Like, what's the Browns number? I'm Eight and a half. See, I think I would go to over there. I think I would, too. Last year, everybody was on them and this and that and the other, and, you know, it didn't work out. I, I can see the Browns winning, like, nine games, you know. or And, see, the margin for error in these things is usually – I mean, if you ask me right now, the Chiefs at 11 and a half, I'd have to take the over. 
Right. But I hate betting 11 and a half over. Yeah, that's a lot. And, and you don't know Mahomes could, could go down in week three or Mahomes could get, get COVID in week eight. I mean, you know, but the Chiefs just look like they're loaded, you know, but Super Bowl teams don't repeat very often. They just don't. Uh, you're mentioning about the Steelers. I, I think the Steelers are the one team in the AFC that I immediately like look at it and go, I think that number's way too high. I think they're bet- counting on Ben Roethlisberger from 20. What's the number? Nine and a half. Well, here's the reason why the number's like that. I heard this the other day. They lost. Oh, it's a, I'm going to get the number wrong. It's some number that, like, they didn't lose a game, or, like, all the games they lost, they only scored, like, 10 points or Yeah, because Mason Rudolph was not a good backup quarterback. Right. Yeah, They're I'm not going to, well, and look, I'm not saying Ben Roethlisberger is going to be the Ben from four years ago or five years ago. I'm not even saying he's going to play all the games. I don't notice. But their defense is mm-hmm. so good that you think if Ben does anything at all, they could probably get to 10. Now, they got to play the Ravens twice. They got to play the Browns twice. Um, the Bengals is a rivalry. They got I mean, the yeah. Eagles this year. They got uh, yeah. they got the NFC East as their uh, but I think crossover. if I was, I think I would lean towards the over with the Steelers. Okay, but but again, it, it, it you know you, we're picking half games here. It's, yeah. it's like you know a, one fumble at the wrong time, one field goal that hits off the post. I mean, you know, it changes everything. All right, I'll give you a team who I think it's going to be tough to determine what they're going to be. New England is nine. Yeah. I, you know, and then again, you get back to the, the AFC East stinks still, except for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, the Jets could be better. I mean, you know, who knows? Jets are Jets at seven, be, by the way. Yeah, and, and, and I might lean towards the over with the Jets, which is really, you know, going out on a limb because they, they don't get over seven very often. Um, I don't like the Dolphins very much, yeah, although six I like and the coach. A, they're six and a half. Yeah, I like the coach. Man, I, the I coach do, too. A really good job. I think it's going to depend on when you see Tua for the first time is where that number is going to fall. that might not be good, though. No, that might not. I mean, you know, you throw a rookie quarterback in there, and that, that can be disaster, too. They're going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick this week against know, the Patriots. I know, so. and, and that makes sense and, and all that. Um, boy, that New England number is tough because it's just hard to see Bill Belichick you know, because you have so much respect for him, but I don't know what Cam's going to be. Uh, and I here's the thing. I don't know what they have around Cam. That They have like seven players. Oh, they have Edelman. Cam. No, no, but Kevin, they have like seven players yeah, I who knocked it out. Um, and Edelman can't do it by himself. He just can't. He's not He's not that kind of guy. Um, I tell you what, give me the, what's the number on Jacksonville? <laughs> now, this was as of August 27th. Okay. That's no good. That's no good. That'll, no. That'll, no. But it was four and a half then. <laughs> well, at four and a half, I would have taken the under. Because they're playing for the Clemson quarterback. Yes, they are. The number probably, I'm going to guess, if you did it today, would be four or three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. It's tougher to go three and a half, but I couldn't in good conscience play the over. I'll be honest, Mike. I've never predicted a team could go 0-16. The yeah. Jaguars are as close to an 0-16 team on paper as I've seen. Uh, there's been some bad teams lately. I mean, um, Gardner Minshew. And yeah, I mean, it's not just No him, Fournette. And, they just let four of their best players go. Yeah. Um, for I nothing. Mean, for nothing. They don't care. Um, what What is the number? I'm just curious. Another team, the Lions. What is the number on the Lions? Six and a half. See, I think they're an interesting team because... 
I, I don't think much of the Lions. I never do. But, you know, Stafford's back. He, he was out a lot last year. Stafford could almost sometimes get you to six wins by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, six and a half is a low number, relatively. I know the division might be decent uh, with the Vikes in the pack and maybe the Bears. That'd be an interesting one. I, you know, but I'll tell you with Jacksonville, man, if, if, I mean, that might be the, like, if you said, Mike, just make one bet. Right. That might be the bet. Okay. And they might, they might get over three and a half. I mean, I think, I mean, who knows, you know, it's, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the team I would pick that I think has been undervalued in this number. The Broncos are seven and a half. And I liked what I saw out of Drew Locke last year. And, you know, obviously, I mean... Didn't they lose a lot of games in strange ways last year? They did. Uh, but they did get Jerry Judy uh, for... And I, you know how much I love Jerry Judy as a, as a wideout. Yeah. And I think you put him... They didn't have, like... You know, they have, the, they have a couple really decent running backs. It, 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 to me, they're like the team. They're not going to challenge Kansas City, but with the Raiders having so much issues, with the Chargers in a transition year, with Tyrod Taylor starting a quarterback before Herbert takes over, um, I, I just, I like, I think they go above seven and a half. I wouldn't well, be see, surprised they make the playoffs. What it, what it comes down to is how it, 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 sort of exactly what you said. Yeah, how, how do much? What do you think of the Chargers or the Raiders? Now, I, I haven't sat there and studied this. I don't know. I got to think the Raiders are going to be better because Gruden's now been there for a year. Um, they're moving to Vegas. I mean, you know, they're number seven and a half too. Yeah, um, I, I just don't think John Gruden's going to stink forever. Um, the Raiders, I like the Raiders. I mean, not the Raiders, the Chargers. I like their coach. Mm-hmm. They lost a lot of tough games last they year. They did with with Rivers. So I guess it comes down to which of those three teams do you think can finish second in the division? Because that's basically what you're betting. Yeah. So if you think it's Denver, then you know you go with Denver. If you think it's it's because the numbers all the what's San Diego? Are they like seven and a half also? Uh, the Chargers, LA is seven and a half. Yeah. So all three of those teams are seven and a half. Yep. Okay. So there you go. So one of them is going to step forward and go above that. Well, unless all three teams go seven and nine, which I think is hard to do yeah. in a division, I guess it's happened before. I don't know. Um, but, you know, yeah, if you think Denver's going to finish second in the division, play Denver. If you think the Raiders are going to finish second, play the Raiders. You, know, you got a one and three shot that your team's going to finish second. All right. So seven teams we should point out make the playoffs this year. Okay, only the top seed gets a bye. Yep. Uh, in the new. All right, Mike. Uh, I'll name the NFC. I'll name the division. You tell me who who you think wins it. NFC East. Cowboys. NFC East uh, North. I'll probably go with the Vikes. Over the Packers. Yeah. Okay. Uh the the South. Boy, my heart says the Saints, but I think I'm going to go with the Bucks. I agree on that one, and I've well, I, the Bucks got no the only shot. disagree. The only, yeah, the only disagreement I have right now is I think Green Bay will win the uh, North. I could have taken Green Bay. I just I, I right. don't know. the situation up there is just weird. It is weird with the coach and the head and the quarterback. They haven't put anything around him once again. 
Yeah. You know, and they made a pick like the Eagles made. I, I mean, it was different than what the Eagles did. But, but it's a head scratcher. It, it's it's not a head scratcher, but it just it, it seems to me you have Aaron Rodgers. I understand you're getting ready for the future. I get all that, but but it, it, it that could turn to me that could turn real ugly a little south. And yeah, I don't could. mean like a six and ten. I, I don't mean that. No, way. but you could have drama nonstop. Absolutely. You could, or or Rodgers. You know, the flip side is Rodgers plays his brains out. And, but I think the Vikings are a pretty decent team. Their quarterback plays well, except when he gets like in really big spots most of the time. He had he puts up good numbers, right? Um, so how we go with the Vikes in the West? Uh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, oh man, it would, yeah, I, I'm either going to go obviously Seattle or uh, I'll go with the Niners again. Um, but I think it, it, it it's going to be really tight. Your three wild cards in the NFC. God, I I, I don't know. Um, Seattle. Uh, blah, 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 Green blah, Bay. Blah, blah. The Saints and either Green Bay or the Birds. I'd oh. probably go Green Bay. Okay. So you would have the Eagles missing the playoffs. I, 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 I'd have them be in the eighth team. Yeah. Uh, I... I would agree, except I would flip the Vikings and the and the Packers, um, and I would take uh, I would take Seattle to win the division over San Fran. So, um, okay, that's me. All right, AFC uh, the East. Uh I have to go Buffalo. Uh, I agree. Uh, the North. Uh as much as I would like to give you, you know, some uh, whatever, I would. I, I gotta take Baltimore. I gotta take Baltimore. The the South, which is an interesting division because Indy, yeah. Tennessee, and Houston all could win it. Yeah, it, it, the Texans have won it four the last five years, mm-hmm. uh, and nobody nobody respects them because they trade DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Well, I, I would probably go Indy. I think I'm going to go with Tennessee. I, I think I think you know they have the best running back of the bunch, and I think they have the best quarterback of the bunch yeah, at this yeah, point. You know, Philip Rivers three years ago, I would have been right there with you, but I think Phil is pretty much shot yeah. at this point. West, you're going to go Kansas City, I assume, right? Yeah, have to. West, uh, three wild cards. I have no clue. Um, it would definitely be a team from the South, so I guess I would go Tennessee. Uh I wouldn't go another team from the East because I just don't think the Pats are going to have enough to get there. I wouldn't go a team from the West, although if one of those teams you were talking about emerges, I would probably go Pittsburgh and either my third team would be Texas or Cleveland. Uh, uh, The Texans or Cleveland? They would be my seven. And whoever wasn't that team would be my eight with with the Patriots right there too. Like the, right. I think the Patriots will will be a decent team. I just see them more as like an eight and eight, nine and seven kind of team. I'm going Denver, Pittsburgh, and New England as my three. Okay. Um, and I, like you think the Raiders, you have more faith in the Raiders. I, I think Carr. I don't know anything about the Raiders. Well, no, no. I just but, know that John Gruden, at some point, is making ten million dollars a year, whatever the hell he's making. At some point, I just have a gut feeling that they're going to find a way to get better. 
Maybe I'm wrong, or maybe it's not this year. Right. But if I put him up against the Denver coach or the the, and I, I like the San Diego coach. I'm not, or I I'll call him San Diego forever. I just it's like think, the Washington football team. I know. I think all three of those teams are average teams. I do too. That that one of them, but but one I'll, of them will step out of the pack. I think this year as the tiebreaker, I would go with John Gruden. But that's me. You like, know that that's not like I wouldn't go to the bank with that. But you know, like. I think my tiebreaker on that is which team is the best quarterback, and I think Locke is the best quarterback between he might be. Taylor, Carr, and Locke. So he might be, but you know, Derek Carr at one point, you know, he has him in the same since the injury. Unfortunately, well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. and you may be right. I, I'm, but you know, they have to show me. So you, you have to, they have to prove it to me. Um, all right. So who who's in the bowl and who wins it? Oh Christ, Kevin! I, I, why are you asking questions? I, mean, I just uh, might as well get it on the record. It's either going, I would say either Kansas City or or Baltimore, but that's too easy. It's too easy to say that. Uh, you know, Andy Reid's in a position he's never been in before. Yeah. What this does to him, you know, I respect John Harbaugh a lot. I like John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a team, not one of those two, that could from the you know, AFC. From the AFC, I mean, I like what Tennessee did in the playoffs, obviously, last year. Um, I think getting that number one seed is going to be huge. But, you know, it was huge last year. and, and Well, getting the one and two or two seed was huge last year. It's just hard for me to go against Kansas City, but for no other reason I'll take Baltimore. I, I don't know, just to have a different team. And in the NFC? Uh uh, you know what? I'm going to go Bucks. Okay, so the Bucks will play a home game. Yeah, how about yeah? That that's a good reason for me to do that. <laughs> it's never happened. I'll tell you what. I'm rooting for the Bucks. I'm not a Tom Brady fan per se. I mean, I'm not. You know, he's great. He's, right. he's he might be the great, but I like Bruce Arians a lot. I, I understand what they're doing. You know, they're taking maybe they got a year, maybe they got two years of this to try to do it. I think I'm going to become a Bucks fan this year. I, think, I, I really, really do. I think in the NFC, home field advantage is going to be enormous in a sense of, yeah, I know they're not going to be fans and everything, but just the travel considerations and all that. Yeah. And, and like, if Seattle ends up getting the number one seed in the in the NFC, I think Seattle's going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, they might. But, and I think, I think, I think they're to, going to. Yeah, but when you get to the playoffs, I, I, I can't believe the NF, that the Goodell's not going to let them fly out two days before for a playoff game. Uh, you may be right, Kevin. I just don't think Seattle... Well, the other question is, will the NFL go to a bubble system for a playoff, which know. possibly could happen? Who knows? Um, I mean, home... Look, in the last seven years, I think is it seven years, a number one or two seed has made it to the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl from every year. Two. Yep. So picking the third seed, we, yeah, I'm just I threw the Bucks out there. They're not going to be the top seed, you know. I mean, it is what it is. It, it's yeah. You know, I mean, some year it's like in baseball. Every once in a while, the wild card team gets in, wins the World Series. It happens. But in football, you you know, one year a third or four seeds going to do it because you know. But why betting against it? The one or two seeds usually they're the one or two seeds for a reason. Um. And last year, Baltimore screwed it up. Mm-hmm. And you know, people forget the Chiefs were down twenty-four to nothing to Houston, at home. and it could have been twenty-eight to not nothing mm-hmm. if Houston hadn't screwed it up. Yep, and they were winning by halftime. I mean, you know, it's like 
I mean, really? They were losing by 10 with 10 minutes to go in the Super Bowl, and, and the other team had the ball. And, Mike, the biggest part that we're talking about here is with this new playoff system, it's not even getting home field advantage. It's getting that bye week if you're the number one seed. Having, yeah, having, yeah, sure. yeah, having the two seed now having the play does change right. the dynamic. Right. It, and the other thing you got to remember is Patrick Mahomes, until he proves otherwise, is the best player in the sport. In the sport. Yep. Okay. I, I agree. And, and I'm not knocking Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was the MVP. But Mahomes is so more dynamic as far as with his arm, it, and he can beat you with his it, arm and he his legs. He brought him back from deficits yep. in all three games. Yep. And he had supporting cast. I get it. He had good players. But that was a Patrick Mahomes show. Now, will he do it again? No, I'm not saying he's going to win six Super Bowls. I'm not saying any of that. Well, yeah, and what you said, Patrick Mahomes was down 10 in the Super Bowl with seven minutes to go. Right. And they won by 10. Right. Well, the third and 15 pass was the whole game. Yeah, it was. It was the whole game. Mm -hmm. They decided to go for it on third and 15 downfield. If that pass is incomplete, Andy punts. Andy's not going for it on fourth and fifteen from his own forty, um, and then maybe they still would have won the game. I, I don't. But they were down twenty-four to nothing. Yep. And was leading at halftime. Yep. Uh, you know, you just Patrick Mahomes is that player that can. Now he's not going to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't. Can Lamar Jackson do things like that? Yes, but I think Lamar Jackson's better when his team's ahead and he can use his running ability more. Um, I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks. I mean, I think Garofalo's a really good quarterback. I'm not sure he's, you know, he's yet, he's not in Patrick Mahomes' category. Then you have an Aaron Rodgers who used to be like that. Um, You have a Roethlisberger that used to have moments like that. You have Drew Brees who has moments like that. Yep. They're, They're getting older. And, of course, you have the guy in Tampa who's had more moments than like anybody. Than anybody. But he's 43 years old. Um, I think I think that's going to be the most fascinating storyline. And it may turn into a dud. You know, Tom may show he doesn't have a lot left. He, they go 9-7, and 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but I, I just think it's going to be fascinating to follow that story the whole year. Um, and in the... Like I said, I, I like Seattle, and I'll take Kansas City. Um, and I think, I think, you know what? I think Seattle wins it. I don't know why, but I, I think that I, I, I think it's time we acknowledge that Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback and on his way to Canton. And I think this is the year it gets proved. Yeah, I, I don't think it's ever been a question of Russell Wilson. Well, it's a question I think the of question sometimes has been the supporting cast, cast. hasn't, but he did win a Super Bowl and um, and should have won another with a not necessarily great supporting cast. I mean, they had good players. Don't get me wrong. Oh, uh, they had the wide receiver that the Eagles should have got last year, and that was six. That was six years ago. I mean, you know, it's been a while. I don't worry about Russell Wilson ever in, in big spots. It's case, yeah, Seattle could certainly get there. I mean, look, they're going to play San Francisco twice. You know, uh, I think they beat San Francisco once last year. I'm not, mm-hmm. and they almost beat them that that second game. They came within a yard of getting in the end zone, or San Francisco wouldn't have been the top seed. Uh, you know, Green Bay might have got to the Super Bowl last year. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, there's no reason not to like Seattle, right? Um, I could easily go with Seattle. Um, you know, it, it's 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 going to be luck. The NFL. 
we all think we're experts. We all make, and then there's always one team that comes from somewhere that nobody, that nobody had. Yeah. Come, three I mean, years like, ago was the Eagles. Right. But they were the one seed, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe we didn't think they were going to be the one seed. But I mean, last year, who had Tennessee doing what they did the no, second half you're of right. the year? Um, and that's why the NFL is always fascinating because there's always some story that you, it just comes out of. That's why I think Cleveland this year is going to be good. I, you know, new coach, that other coach was a buffoon. Yeah, it's Kevin Stefanski is the coach in Cleveland. I think if I think if May, Mayfield can can grow up a little bit, their whole team has to grow up a little bit. And if uh, Beckham is Beckham, he mm-hmm. had a pretty good year last year, even for you know them not being as good. I just think, that, and they get the guy back that got tossed out for the last five games, yeah. Garrett, right? I just think they could be like a ten win team, and I'm not saying that's enough to win the division because I don't think it will be. Um, but you know they're going to get their shots. They get two shots at Baltimore. They beat Baltimore last year early in the season. Yep. Uh, they get two shots at Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know what their 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 games out of the division are, but I could see them just having a, you know things got side uh, things got I sideways for them early last year, and the head coach was over his head. Freddie Kitchens was over his head. Oh, it, it was stupid. It, it was, but but part of that has to fall on the players too. Uh-huh. I, you know, I can blame Kitchens a little bit. But you know, part of that is Mayfield, and and, and he, you know, and he's he's only just going in his third year, so okay, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But you know what? Now you got to start being a big boy. Put the big boy pants on, um, lead your team. I think they can be this. Uh, they can be a, a, a ten win team if 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 things go right. You know, right. If, if they, you know, yeah, you know the NFL, Kevin. Every team has three or four games usually that could go either way. Yep. If you win most of those games, you have a good season. If you lose most of those games, everybody sits there wondering what went wrong. And you know? yeah, and obviously, I think you're one thing you brought up earlier: the race to the bottom, and that's Jacksonville's. The, yeah, who else will be in that race? Washington could be. See, I don't think they're as bad as I think Jacksonville's in the league by itself, man. I just do. Uh, well, they just got rid of four of their best players and got nothing back. Yeah, who is the coach, who is the coach of that bunch? Um, oh, I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know. And think about this, Kevin. You talk about sports. It's still Doug Marone, by the way. I think. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of his, but that's all right. It doesn't matter if I'm a big fan. Two years ago, Jacksonville was almost in the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl against the Eagles. Yeah. Yes. They had the Patriots beaten. Two years later, they're the worst team in the, in the game. How I, is that possible? I think you're tipping off one of your picks for Friday. You're, gonna, you're probably going to take the Colts over to Jags, aren't you? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just saying is we think in sports we have it all figured out. And, and we'll get to this when we talk about the fly, like what the Flyers going forward. There are no ga- – I'll bet you no every guarantees. person in Jacksonville two years ago was sitting there thinking, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And there then we they, go. And they got Foles, right? They got they went out and got Foles. Yep. Um, we're going to be – you know, we're going to be right back in that in that AFC mix. And I think they won four games last year or yeah. whatever they won. Uh, nah, it's I, that's just sad. But, but again, Jacksonville's not a sports city. All those Florida te- cities aren't sports cities, so I no. don't really care about them. Um. Uh, all right, we'll shift gears now. You mentioned the Flyers, so I might as well bring it up. Uh, how stunned were you by how flat they came out on Saturday night? 
Game seven, anything can happen. The Islanders were to look. Islanders were the better team. There's no doubt. The Flyers won three overtime games. Mm -hmm. The odds of that happening in a series are infinitesimal. Okay, but they did it. So good for them. They most of the games the Islanders had the better to play. I hate when I say that. Um, their, Their one line was buzzing all over the place. I think the Flyers were just spent. Yeah, I, I think, too. you know, and it could have worked the other way that maybe the Isles, you know, were frustrated because they hadn't put him away. The Isle coach makes a gutsy move playing Grice. Uh, it didn't work out last night, but Grice only had to face like 14 shots, I think, or yeah, whatever he, it was. So you could have put a cardboard cut out of a goalie in, in that game and the Isles still win. Yeah. I mean, look, the way the would we have was. felt any better if the Flyers had lost 4-3 in overtime? I don't think so. No. I, I will not so, um, look, I think the I think the, the, game, I think the one game seven right. I um, think the one thing it got shown though they need another score. They need no, another. They need, they need a couple more scores. Yeah. They don't need one score. They and but that's been their mo. But during the season, what we were saying about them was that the great thing was they had three or four lines, so you didn't need the great score because right. if the first line didn't do it, well, somebody on the second line was going to. Well, in the playoffs, maybe that's a little bit different. I don't know. Um, they, you need guys. I'm telling you, my favorite player in the world is Barzell. I, 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 when I watch that guy play, and then they had a couple other guys on that front line. I mean, how many times did the Flyers take like 20, 20 30 seconds and couldn't get the puck out of their end? Yeah. And that wears on you after a while. And I'll say one other thing here. You mentioned about, well, the Flyers have four lines. And that's true. Flyers have four lines. The fact that most of their production came from lines three and four, and actually line two. The top line guys, Couturier obviously was hurt. Giroux and, and Voracek didn't give you much. I mean, that's the disappointing part. So Couturier didn't give you much before he got hurt. No, but that's yeah. the disappointing part. Konechny obviously gave you nothing um, in the playoffs. That's Van, disappointing. Van Riemsdyk didn't give you enough. Yeah, that's a bad um, contract. Ooh, that's well, a bad contract. Well, they looked. Yeah, hey, look, we, we're full of bad contracts. I mean, bad contracts are bad contracts. It's, But the thing that people, and here's what Philadelphia's going to have to deal with. So next year, the expectations are going to be go to the Sky cup, high. win a cup, um, this and that and the other. Uh, the look around, you know, Boston's getting old. The Caps, I don't know what to make of the Caps. The Pens are going to make some changes. Obviously, the Pens are getting old, too. Yeah, the Isles will still be a but they're going to get younger. Yeah, uh, the cat, the, the Isles will still be there. But anyway, so now it's going to be like, well, hey, look, there's no guarantees, folks. Nope. You got to come, you got to start fresh again. They will not come back with the same group. There will be changes. I'm not saying there's going to be like wholesale changes. There won't. The one thing you have is you have Provorov, you have Hart, obviously, um, you have Couturier. Yeah, at Sandheim, um, you're you're pretty you good in your back end, but. There's players, and we don't know this, and the offseason is going to be a shorter offseason mm-hmm. than usual. I don't know what the coach is going to go into the general manager and say, hey, we got to get rid of this. Yeah, these two guys here, Van Riemsdyk might be one of those guys. Now, how you get rid of him, I don't know. Yeah, and that's the better question. I mean, you, know, but, you can't move Giroux. He's got a no-movement deal. You got you can't right, move and, Voracek. You can't – Van right. Riemsdyk's contract makes it difficult. Right, so you're going to come back with a, a lot. The problem is – you're going to be in a situation next year where the regular season, you won't, it, it, it's almost like the Sixers. Yeah, the regular season's not going to matter that And much. the Phillies were like that for a little bit. Yeah, the regular season's like, 
But and you don't know what the regular like, season is going to look like either. Yeah, I mean, because hockey's weird. You know, you, hockey. We've seen so many good teams. I mean, this is. I think this was the 14th or 15th straight year. The number one seed in the East did not advance, which would have been bo- yeah. yeah. And I even know. if you want to look at it from when the the pause happened. The number one seed in the East was Boston, and they're not going forward either. So. Yeah, but we don't know what would have happened had there not been a pause. Um, yeah, but we'll Boston had a 10-point lead at that point. Right, we'll never know. I still thought Tampa was the best team. I agree. Even though it's hard to say that when Boston had a 10-point lead on them. Uh, and, and and look, Tampa's playing without Stamkos. Yeah. I mean... And they, I mean, and they, they just look... But, you know, maybe Tampa has team. that look of a team that just knows... Uh, you know what they have the look of? It's like Virginia last year in the NCAA yep. tournament when they got bounced out. We got embarrassed, and we're not letting that right. happen again. Yep. Right now, I don't know. Look, the team from the West might be up to that. I mean, I'm not. Look, the Isles aren't dead. I, I think the Isles will win a couple games. You know, but I still think Tampa looks like the best team. And but there's no guarantees, folks, with the nope. Flyers ne- like next year or the year after. Nope, I agree. You know, I remember when Oklahoma City made the finals the one year with Durant and uh, Westbrook and Harden and. and and Harden, and everybody's like, oh, my God. They never, never got made back. it back. Yep. In fact, I don't even know if they got – they might have got to one Western Conference final. Yeah, and they, and, they lost, and they lost the Golden State after having a 3-1 lead. 3-1 lead, okay. Um, that was after they had traded Harden, right? Harden wasn't on that team. Yeah, and that was Durant's last year. Right. But I'm just saying, I mean, there are no the, – the one thing that you know you have going forward is a goalie, which we haven't been able to say in this city forever. And a couple good so, defensemen. And and, and and Couturier. Yeah, I mean, and and some front line. Yeah, they, they got pieces. They just need to fill around. You need, what this team needs is one or two guys, like a Stamkos. I'm not saying you get a, you're not going to have two Stamkoses on your team, probably. But you need guys like that, that you can kind of, or you need guys like the Isles have, where you have like four or five of those guys. Well, there's one guy out there that, that maybe – Traded this offseason, I would love to see the Flyers pick up, and I don't know how you do it. And that's Johnny Goudreau from Calgary. Okay, so tell me how you do it. I mean, I I don't know. You, you can't tell me the Eagles need to go out and get. Um, but Johnny you know, Goudreau is going to be on the trade block because Calgary is breaking it up. Okay. okay. But what do you give them? Well, maybe that's where JVR lands. I don't know. No, see, you, you see, you're playing talk radio. No, now. no, here you go. No, I know, no, no, no. I know you're. You would have to package one of your. I my own opinion is you would have to package one of your defensemen, one of the young defensemen that you like, and I'm not saying Proveroff, but maybe like Phil Myers or something. How good? How good is this guy? Good because I don't follow. It. I, he, I don't. he would be the Flyers' best goal scorer. Okay, because I heard a couple years ago my friend kept telling me they had to get Stamkos when he was a free agent, or something. and I, I'll hear this. Okay, well so Tavares say, was the guy I think that everybody said they had to get. But. No, no, it was Stamkos when he thought Stamkos was, was going to be, be a free agent, right? right. Um. Okay, so let's say Calgary comes to you and says, "Okay, we'll give you." But we and they give you a couple but names, I, and I don't have the cap numbers here that can match it up. Yeah, well, neither do I. But what? If but I would say you, I would say you would have to package one of your elite back end guys. Might be a Sandheim. And but what if they say Provorov? I, I can't do that. Well, see, you're see what you're doing, Kevin. What? Fans do. I understand. We'll, we'll give you our second best defenseman. We'll give you our second best um, second line guy or whatever, and take Van Riemsdyk's contract from us. And and Calgary's going to look at you and say, "Hey, well, I no, but, the, but the reason, deal. 
So you're saying that I all right, I know what you're saying. That you, you know, might have, you would to, have give to give Provorov up to me. Yeah. I don't I'm not saying Provorov, but I'm saying you may have to give something you don't want to give up. You can't just say to another team, here's three guys that we we like, but we're right. not in love with. Give us your best guy. No, I I, I get I know that way. Now you're not you may have off. to give up somebody like Morgan Frost, who's like their top well, uh, guy in the in the minors. And I guess then it depends how much you think of Morgan Frost. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Is, is Morgan Frost like this guy? Uh, Morgan Frost, I wouldn't. I haven't seen Morgan Frost. I've been told Morgan Frost is pretty good, but I, but I mean, he's not established like this. It's it's kind of like every baseball trade, where everybody talks about prospects, and prospects are great until you actually get them in your. Is building. Morgan Frost five years from now projected to be like this guy in Edmonton? In Calgary, you mean? Calgary. I keep saying Edmonton. I'm sorry. Um, no, okay. no, but, they but make the trade. no, they but, make but the if trade. you're a team like Calgary and you may need multiple Calgary's looking at getting younger and plugging multiple holes. Fine. But what I'm saying is if you give them your top prospect, yeah, maybe then they don't ask for pro Rob. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe they ask for Myers, somebody less. Maybe Sanheim. they take a Van Reemsdyke off you. Um, I, I don't know this, but I'm saying to me, it was it was the old thing when you know when the Phillies were debating where to give up J. A. Happ, or 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 the ca- guy who's um, Dom Brown. When, remember the arm, uh, the guy Drayback, right? Yeah. They, they kept debating. I'm like, you're getting Roy Halladay. Mm-hmm. What are we? Because the Phillies were worried about four years down the road. Yep. No, no. The Flyers are in position right now, this minute, where they can make a, a legitimate run at something. So if you got to give up some guy who might help you four years from now and might be really good four years from now mm-hmm. to get a guy who's really good now, what are you debating? Especially when you consider it's been 45 years since you last won one. So, yeah. I don't care if it's been 15 years since you last won one. Um, at some point, a prospect is a prospect. Now, look. If somebody had given up Sidney Crosby when Sidney Crosby was a prospect, yeah, you know, you look stupid. Is Morgan but, Frost a guaranteed Sidney Crosby? No, he's not. So that's. It, I'm, that, just, I'm just. I'm not even asking. I'm just asking. Is he as good as the guy they're getting from Calgary? And if the answer is probably not, then or even if the answer is he could be, you make the trade. Yeah, I agree. And then you deal with it. But what I'm saying is, other than that, you know, if I was the Flyers and I don't know anything about anything. I'd rather keep Proveroff and get rid of the guy in the minors. One, That's me, though. Before we get to the Phillies, there was one sixer item yesterday. It was a conversation that came up that apparently Chris Paul could be on the move from Oklahoma City um, as they as they try to juggle things around. Um, and the Sixers were mentioned as a potential landing spot. Would you have interest in Chris Paul? I, I, I think Chris Paul is one of the best players point guard slash leaders in the league. But he's also 34, 35. Yep. So you would be getting him for maybe a couple years. Now, if you as a Sixers organization think Chris Paul is going to make a difference in a team that you think can maybe contend for an NBA title, I'd think about it, but, but I don't know the salary – I don't know what you'd have to give up. I mean, what would OKC be looking for? Uh, well, this was a subject Brian Windhorst brought up. Uh, I like Brian. Brian brought up three te- most like destinations for Philadelphia or for 
Paul would be Philadelphia, the Knicks, and Milwaukee. Three places, logical fits. Uh, the Paul trade would revolve around either Al Horford or Tobias Harris for salary cap reasons. Harris okay. is younger, more aligned with with the cores. Right. Contract is longer, has more guaranteed money, so Horford's contract could actually fit into OKC better. Um, I mean, look, it, 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 how old is Chris Paul? 35? 35, I think. Okay, so, I mean, legitimately, he's got maybe two good years left. I'm just saying. Perhaps, yeah. Okay, now, if you... I love Chris Paul. I mean, I, I I think he's... And he's never won anything. Yeah, he is never 35. Come close, never come close to winning anything. So maybe Milwaukee would be a good fit for him if they're bringing Giannis back. For a one-year, one here-we-go, try to run it to win it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chris Paul on that team, depending well, upon what yeah, they gave up... Would be but Giannis only has one year left on his contract after this year, so... Well, but, but again, Chris Paul might not be playing much more than a year or two. So that's why I'm saying you would it would be a gear up for a big run. And the other thing is, if you're the Sixers and bring Chris Paul in, and I'm assuming you're going to play him at the point, right? what do you do with Ben? Probably have to put him at the four. I don't like the way that... Uh, I, yeah, I, I know. I I'm, like I'm just telling you. Yeah, I know. I mean, I would much rather see them bring in a... I a, like it. I like it for this reason. It would bring an adult in that locker room who would have sure. gravitas and who would be able to get in the two stars' yeah. faces... He's the head of the union. He is a ten a ten time all star. It's like, yeah, you know what? I, I could go for that, but I would I would if you can get rid of either Harris or Horford, and Horford to me would be the better. Well, I shouldn't say that because his contract's shorter, but I still think Tobias is a better player. But if you could bring Paul in and get rid of one of those two guys, get rid of one of the contracts. Now, I'm sure Chris Paul is, going to, is making that kind of money, too. Might take or, a first-round draft pick, too, in there. Well, you know, if this – yeah, I, I don't – I mean, if the Sixers – the way the Sixers draft, and if you're if you're not – Especially since you're in the middle – yeah, I was just going to say, you're middle of the pack. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it, it, I would at least think about it. I, 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 but, like I said, I don't know what Chris has left. He looked decent enough in the playoffs. He didn't have a lot around them. Yeah, I was just going to um, say, you know, that team forced Houston to game seven. They're, and Houston, we're seeing against the Lakers, is pretty, is right. still pretty good. But uh, here's the thing. You bring Chris in, like you said, a, a, a voice in the locker room or however you, you were putting it. Does Embiid listen? Does Simmons? Like, how would Simmons react if you made that trade? I don't know. I don't know. That's a, I don't know. The only thing I would say is that if Ben Simmons bitches about Chris Paul being there with Chris Paul's resume, then I think you learned a lot about Ben Simmons. Well, yeah, that's fine, but that ain't helping your team. It, 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 it's, it's fine. It may help the next step of decisions that you may have down the road here. Yeah, but I don't care about the net. That, that, that to me is that I'm, I'm, I'm starting over and I'm whatever. All I'm saying is, and, and they may, like Ben Simmons may came out, come out publicly and say embrace it and then not be able to embrace it on the court. Because the problem with Ben is, I say, yeah, he needs the ball in his hands yep. to be the most effective, and he doesn't shoot. Mm -hmm. That's a bad combo if Chris Paul's on your team because I want the ball in Chris Paul's hands. Yeah. That's why I'm bringing him here. You were, now, asking, you, you were saying about Paul at, Paul at 35, right? His yeah. numbers this year, now granted, it's a little skewed because it's less games and there was the big break in between. 
his his averages, okay? His career averages are 18.5 points uh, and 9.7 assists per game. This year it was 17.6 points a game and 6.7 assists. So yeah. he's not that far off on points, but the assists did drop. Well, but that could be a product of, of, of their the offense. Guys. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, now, could Chris Paul play the two? I don't know this. I don't know if he would I don't know if Chris Paul's a good enough shooter. I don't know if – and see, that's the problem with the Sixers roster is it's presently uh-huh. constructed. You have Tobias Harris miscast. You have Horford miscast. Mm-hmm. And you have Simmons and Embiid, who are two legitimate all-stars, who have their flaws. Embiid's being that he's always out of shape. Or, and Simmons that he won't shoot the ball. How you fix that? You better ask Tyron Lue. Because I, I don't, you know. Assuming Tyron Lue is the head coach And here. by the way, why isn't that done? <laughs> I don't no, know. Because, no, because Tyron's still coaching? Is that is that? No, reason? he's not. He's with the Clippers, isn't he? Uh yeah okay yeah maybe. I mean is there a, is there a rule like that that there isn't no I don't think I don't think there I don't okay, think there I is. don't know I don't know but to me if Tyrone Lou is your guy if you've reached that and I don't know if they have reached that conclusion and you get it done you know now Tyrone can't come in here until maybe, maybe the Clippers are lifting a trophy three weeks from now I mean a month from now or whenever the hell it would be yeah I don't know but you know. Finally, let's get to the Phillies. They have a doubleheader on Tuesday night against the Red Sox. They're off on Wednesday. One of those rare Wednesday day, days off. Why and would you play a doubleheader and then have a day off? Because they are flying the play. I think it's mandated, actually, because they're playing so many games in such a short amount of time. I got you. But it just seemed to me that maybe they, they could have played Tuesday early and then went. But that's okay. Well, you mean played? Like 1 o'clock Tuesday afternoon. Well, Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday afternoon. I'm sorry. Wednesday afternoon. Um, they could, but I think that maybe that they had a. Uh, I think they had a, um, a a thing that was already kind of set up. Uh, yeah, that they need, I, I get it. You need to have a day off so many days. I get it. Uh, after a two and two weekend in New York, um, and they play seven games against the Marlins in five days this weekend. Now, granted, you know a couple of those games are going to be seven inning games. Uh, I, I personally think this is the season right here. This week tells you if they're going to make the playoffs or not. Agree or disagree? I I don't – like, if you're telling me if they go three and four this weekend, they're not making the playoffs, I would disagree with you. Right. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying if you go, like – if you go five and two, you're going to make the playoffs. If you go two and five, odds are you're probably not. Kevin, there's any stretch in the season – of when you're playing 60 games, if you go five and two, it's a really good sign. If you go to, I mean, when but, they won nine, nine to 10 games. But this is also the team that they have really struggled against the last yeah, three years. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it, and look, the Marlins. Yeah. I mean, is it important that you go down there and try to win more than you lose? Sure. That, but that's every game now when you have 24 games left or whatever you have, um, you know, is, is important. Um, and you're playing doubleheaders with a, you know, bullpen it, it is better, but still isn't great. Uh, they're hitting the ball. Um, I mean, the weekend's probably more important to the Marlins because yeah. the Marlins have to make up a little ground. So, I mean, the Marlins could sit there and go, hey, if we go 5-2, and two, you know, we'd be right back in this thing. Um, 
And the Phillies and the Phillies, we should say, start today, two games back of the Braves, uh, for eh. the division. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I I just think they're hitting the ball well enough. They're even though Harper's been in a slump and Riamolto hasn't really been hit, but they're hitting the ball well enough. Uh, I think they have enough starting pitching, despite what happened yesterday and what happened with Nola. Um, I just think they're going to make the playoffs. Whether they're going to be the division champ or not, I, or, the, or the first wild card out of their division, or if they're going to be one of those seven or eight teams, I, I don't know. I, I just And I think at this point now, if they don't make the playoffs, it will be disappointing. Yeah, I, I really, agree. I, I think that. They which right, could, which could hasten your GM's career. They right now are in fifth place in the NL. If you look at it, uh, they're the second place team in the in the NL East. But if you stack it up one through eight, Phillies would be five right now. Uh, they're a couple games ahead of the Cardinals, and they are uh, they would be matched up against the Padres. And what will be an interesting? How do the playoffs work, Kevin? Eight plays one. Eight plays one. Seven plays two. Three plays six, four plays five. Did they? Did they go? Like, did the three second place teams that get in are they automatically seated four, five, and six? That's what it seems like according to these brackets. Okay, that I'm so looking at. okay, so okay, and so you so the Phillies could technically be like third in their division, but have like the sixth or the fifth best record, and they would still get seated like seventh, seventh or eighth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I'm just trying to make sense. Um. Padres would be a tough. Would be look any. I don't care who they play. And, and the mean, format we should point out to people. The format is two out of three at the at the home site of uh, as of now, the home yeah. site of the team who is the higher right. seed. I, I feel the same way about the Phillies as I felt about the Flyers. They haven't been in it in so long. Just getting it, in is just getting in for this team is important because it's been almost a decade. With the Flyers, it hadn't been a decade, but it had been almost a decade since they won a playoff series. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't – and look, hey, if you get into a playoffs mm-hmm. and you're throwing Nola and Wheeler, and I don't know if they'd be able to do that. Especially in a two have, or three, yeah, I agree. Right, but but they might have to win the last game. Like, I, I don't know how – if they're going to be able to set their rotation up. I, I just don't know how that's going to work. But if you can throw – and I'll tell you right now, if I was Girardi – I throw Wheeler one and Nola two, but that's me. Um, not because of what happened Saturday or right. Sunday with Nola. I just think Wheeler's been more consistent. Consistent, I agree. Um, and who your third starter is? I mean, I, geez, I, I don't know. F, oh, I guess it would be Arietta or Eflin, right? Right. Um, but you know, probably I, Eflin. I would assume. You send Nola and Wheeler out there. You have a you have a good chance of splitting the first two games. Um, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I have to. I'm, I just was getting a text from somebody. I apologize. Um, the two wild cards in the National League right now, by the way, the Marlins are in the eighth spot. In the seventh spot will be the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. Hey, eight teams make the playoffs. Eight man, teams, no? and it's, and of course, the biggest story in baseball is who the eighth seed is in the American League because nobody saw that coming. With the Yankees at twenty one and twenty right now, you know. Well, they've had injuries. Yep. And this is why I say all the time, we sit there before the season. And I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. I'm looking at the Yankees. I'm like, geez, how can it? You know, I'm, I'm now look. The Dodgers have turned out to be as good as we thought they were or would be. 
I mean, the Yankees are in trouble. And I look, I still think the Yankees will make the playoffs and maybe they'll do something in the playoffs. You know? right. who, who the hell knows? But, you know, the Yankees have won for all, you know, we always point, they've won one World Series since 2001. Yeah. Or two, no, since, yeah. Two, no, since, since 2000. 2000. Right. So, you know, that's the Yankees. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they, 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 I still find it amazing that they had a catcher two years ago that everybody thought was great, and now they're looking at well, getting Rio Polto. And, and, <laughs> and, and I think that also when you look at it, their two biggest stars, which are Stanton and and Stanton stinks. Well, Stanton, Stanton and Judge both are injury prone. They're always Stanton, hurt. The money they spent, but they didn't spend anything for Judge because he came up through their farm system. The money they spent for Stanton was stupid. Well, they traded for Stanton. I was traded, okay, but they had to give him lots of money, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, they took the contract right. off the Marlins' hands. Right. Um, it, it was just stupid. And like you said, they're hurt. he's hurt all the time. I don't think he's that good. I mean, yeah, does he hit a lot of home runs? Sure. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I've i never been, the, the guys I always liked on the Yankees were like Glaber Torres. I loved D.D. when he was there. But Gary Sanchez, like, he was one mm. of the best catchers in baseball. Yep. Now he stinks. Like, how does that happen, Kevin? I, 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 I don't, I, I don't get it. I, I just, you know, I, one of the best stories would be if the Orioles, who are everybody sure. thinks are awful, the and Orioles you told are, me before the season they had no shot. No, <laughs> no, I told you they had no shot. No shot. Yeah, <laughs> and they're now game back, which is a game and a half. Man. That would be awesome. I'm uh, rooting for the Orioles. So. Go for it, man. So I'm telling you. The most fascinating story, Kevin, yeah. and, and look, the Dodgers will probably win it, but you don't know. Somebody else might. I mean, you know, the Padres are pretty good. I know who I'm um, kind of secretly rooting for. Who? Cleveland. I always root for Terry. Always. Between I Francona, uh, this is their last shot because they're probably going to lose uh, the shortstop. Um, they might lose the manager. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been battling health issues like all year. Yeah, but they're gonna have to low. They're gonna have to. Terry's not gonna go. Terry's oh, not no, gonna I go easy. Ta- I maybe. think Terry, to be honest, would. I think Terry loves the game so much. Terry doesn't care what the risk is to his health. That's my own. Yeah, opinion. but it, but his doctor at some point might step in and say, "Hey, Terry, you, you know, I, oh. I, and maybe like if God forbid they won the whole thing, it's a good time to may, go out. Maybe Terry. Because well, guess what? At that point, he's a Hall of Famer. If you had three think, rings, you're I a Hall think, of Famer. Think, no, I think he's already a Hall of Famer. I, mm-hmm. I think I think he'll get in. I really do. I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, Bochy's getting in. He's got three. Um. And Terry didn't Terry make another one or or no? He only won two, right? He won yeah. two. He almost won one with Cleveland. Um. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Whatever. I. I but. I'm telling you, Kevin, it's it's shaping up, and filled up. It's going to drive Philadelphians absolutely ape crap nuts. Is this catcher signing? Because oh, it, you know and I know. Be, yep, it's going to be the biggest story the of the winter. And the Yankees are going to get involved. I don't know if Houston's going to get involved. Um, Houston's got other issues right now. They, they got, a, but I'm telling you, those New York teams both. Oh, they're both. It. They're in it. Yep. And they got money to spend. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying Middleton doesn't have money to spend. Nope. But the Phillies are up against that, you know, luxury tax kind of thing. Uh, Middleton's going to have a really hard decision. Yeah, he to is. And he may, have to, he may have to buck his own baseball people. Because I have a feeling some of their, his own 
not baseball people, but as analytic people are going to point and go, well, you know, catchers in their 30s decline and all that. But I'm not sure John Millen's going to have a point. Uh, what if choice. the Mets offer 28? <sighs> then tell can me who. Blame, then tell me who you your star. Tell me who your starting catcher is next year. No, but I'm, but at that point though, could you could you if if John Middleton said I can't go 29, could you like I mean what am I going to do? Chop them off at the legs? I, I mean, you know, there's times when the Yankees just outbid people, and there's nothing yeah. like you can do about it. Here, here's why I, I don't think that's – I don't think they can let that happen. And I, I don't think – I don't think they can let him move. Is because, to be honest, again, who? there's been so much bluster coming out of this – coming out of this, this, this owner – he can't afford to let him go. He but just see, you're, ta- you're talking like a fan. We're talking like fans. We're not talking like it's a guy not about that. even the fan anymore. It's no, no, the no. Fan of he's he's got to sign the contract. I understand. He's the one that has to sign that contract, knowing that two or three years from now, it may be a bad contract. But, it may not be, but it may be. But let's also be honest. Forget the fan aspect. What's that say to the right fielder who signed here and who believes I, he took a discount? I understand that. but And the other problem is if you do sign the catcher to that kind of a contract, you may not be able to sign that pitcher you need. No, I you know. may not be able to sign the bullpen help. So you could say, well, we helped our team. We kept the right fielder happy. And next year when they're losing games in the eighth inning or they don't have a, a third or a four starter – and I'm not saying one way is right and one way is wrong. I don't mean it that way. Uh, but because they're up against the luxury tax, you have well, decisions to make. And if they lose them to the Mets, I'm telling you, there will be anarchy in this fandom. There will be. Yeah, there will be. I'm looking yeah. at the list of free agent catchers coming up this offseason. And, and the options aren't good, except maybe Yadier Molina if he decides he's old, to leave. He's old. But he's old. And you're gonna, gonna have to pay Molina. You're gonna have to pay Molina big money. Kurt Suzuki's out there. Get his mo- he's yeah. going to get his money, Kevin. He's going to get he five years. He's going to get either four or five, and I'm guessing he's going to he's going to hold out for five, and he's going to get at least twenty five, twenty six. I can tell you what I don't want to hear from the Phillies. Well, Andrew Knapp had a great year for us last year, and he could maybe nah, be the start. Mm-hmm. They're not that stupid. Andrew Knapp's a backup. A life career backup catcher, yep. but they better, you know. I mean, you're you're right. Like, then what did the Phillies do? Yeah. And here's a great example of if maybe if you had a guy in your minor leagues, you could you who could. was a now. Yep. There's not a lot of catchers coming up, so but they're going to have to scramble. Um, and I don't know where you scramble. I, I you you know better than I do. I don't I don't know where they scramble. I don't. Hey, you make Boehm a catcher. I don't like it. Especially when, I'm, and the and the part of the real Muda thing is you you traded a pitcher who may have been your number one starter in Sanchez, and you traded a legitimate big league catcher. I thought Sanchez was a was the relief pitcher. No. Oh, I thought. Oh okay. no, he projects so out to be a starter. Oh, okay. I th- I thought. No. Okay, my bad. Um, and, and here's a, see to me if you're John Middleton, and this is where I think the Phillies are screwing up. Mm-hmm. The decision should already be made. Yeah. Okay? I agree. Your decision should be made. John Middleton should be, even if he doesn't tell us, even if he doesn't tell Joe Girardi, even if he doesn't tell Clentat, whatever. That decision has head, to be made right now. I'm signing Riamolto. I'm outbidding the Mets. Mm-hmm. If it costs me $30 million a year, 
whatever it caught, I'm signing him. Or the flip side of it, I'm not going that high. No, I agree. I'm not going past 23 or 22 or whatever number he has in his head because then I think you should be letting your general manager know we're probably not getting this guy back. Yep. You better start looking out for what for we're other doing, options. You know, options. Yep. And, and that to me, it's it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And um, you know, it shouldn't come down to some where we're sitting here for like weeks waiting. Why would you let them now? It may be past that point because Ria Molto's camp at this point is probably saying we're we're going to test free agency. Right. Okay. But why would you even let the Mets? And the Yankees get involved. Because you, you know, it's like, it's like you're, you're in a poker game, and you got this many chips. And they, not that John Middleton doesn't have chips. John Middleton but they, has but chips, they, but they have a losing hand right now. Uh, well, because they can't, they can't control this. They no, can't they control can't. this. They no. don't control it. No matter how, how much they want to, they it, can't. How great does it get that the and think about this, Kevin? If the Yankees and the Mets are bidding against each other, yeah. it's only going to up the price even more. Yep. It ain't good. You know, that'll, that'll be a back page story in New York for like weeks. So, so we're back on Friday. It's our first football Friday. Look, let's try this again. It's our first football Friday um, where Mr. Mr. Didinger, Ray Didinger, will join us uh, to discuss the Eagles and discuss the new season. Mike and I will have our picks. Do we want to do college and the NFL or just NFL? At I don't. This point? I don't even know who's playing in college, Kevin. The you're AC- actually going to make me. You're actually going to make me look in a paper and get lines. The ACC is playing this week. What's that? The ACC returns this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Notre Dame, I think, is playing Wake Forest. Forest. Not- yes. No, 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 no. Clemson's playing Wake uh, Wake Forest. I will guarantee you. Now, I've not seen the that line's got to be forty. Notre Dame is playing Duke, I believe. Okay. Uh, hold on here. About Duke. Hold on. Uh, I'm, Wake Forest stinks. Wake Forest is awful. Uh, no, they lost like twenty starters. From yeah, a, from a good team. I'm trying to load up the app here, so that's all right. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm sure Notre Dame. Now, is that game at Duke? No, it's at South Bend. At South Bend, Notre Dame will be twenty. I would think. I also, I, don't know any, I, don't I, know I hate that. saying it for those teams. It's just coming down to their game in November if they get to that point. You know, probably. I mean, that's, I, look, Notre Dame probably has a game or two they could lose if they you know screw up. Clemson, not so much. Well, here um, here's the better question I have for you: Do you think the Do you think the Big Ten will eventually play? I mean, I we no keep idea. hearing we keep hearing I, these I whispers know. of October, but they're not going to play soon enough to get into a playoff. Format, so I, it, it's it's like if the Big Ten starts playing, and the Pac-12 starts playing, and they have a Rose Bowl or something, who cares? I don't care. Do you care? I don't if know. Don't, if if you don't factor into the playoffs, what does it matter? I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't matter to the kids that are playing the games, but you're going to have a situation where maybe Ohio State goes five and zero, and is trying to tell you they're better than Bama or Clemson. Well, I don't care if you're better than Bama or Clemson. You, you didn't. Play. It's not anybody's fault. It's just the way it is. Um, so I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't worry about that. If you know. Um. You know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and that's why college football, the way they're doing it, is screwed up. 
because at least with basketball, whatever happens with basketball will be governed by the NCAA, rightly or wrongly. Now, some leagues may choose. What, what not did to you play say? To, what did you say the Clemson line you thought was? I'm figuring 40. 33. Okay. I would take Clemson. Yeah. That, that game's at Wake, I think. At Wake. I don't care where it's at. And, and early in the season, Clemson might not, you know, I don't know what Clemson's got. I have. I, I, I do know that they, they should win that game by as much as they want to win that game by. What's uh, Notre Dame? 19 and a half. I said 20. Yeah. And in both those games, not knowing anything about anything, I would probably take both favors. And, and probably lose. And both Notre Dame and Clemson obviously both return their starting quarterbacks. Notre Dame returns Ian Book. Clemson returns uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, also, Travis Etienne, who yeah. is maybe the number one wire, uh, running back in, in college football this year. Yeah, so. yeah. But, I mean, that's more of a bet, as much of a bet against – and I love the Wake Forest coach. Dave uh-huh. Lawson's great. But they lost a whole lot um, because I, I remember Dean Kennefick was telling me that he really thought Villanova had a chance to beat them. They were supposed to play, I think, in like uh, sometime in September. And Dean really said that this was the year – that they would have a chance to beat a 1A team only because Wake had lost so much. And college football is going to be weird. And usually at this time of year is weird anyway. But I'm looking at the at the lines that I see for week two here. Uh, North Carolina on the road, 20 and a half over Syracuse. Um, well, North Carolina is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, they're 18th I, in the country. Oklahoma, Syracuse, Syracuse was pretty good two years ago. I remember the coach did a really good job. Yeah. Oklahoma State and Tulsa was supposed to be this weekend. That's been postponed. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State and Louisiana. Iowa State's a 10-point favorite. Miami's 14 over UAB. Those are the standout games. Florida State, 12 over Georgia Tech. See, I, see, I, I Kevin, to be honest, I haven't studied any of this. Yeah. I haven't. My mind has not been on college football whatsoever, which is so foreign to my DNA. Um, and I don't know when I'm going to get into it. Uh, I mean, I'll get into it. Um, you know, but it, it's just everything this year is so, you know, off kilter. It's like the way I feel about baseball. I watch it, you know, I pay attention to it. Um, but I just, it's not, you know, I'm having trouble getting into the playoffs. Um, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So Friday, Friday again, Ray Dinger will join us. And uh, obviously, we'll talk. We'll give our first line, I guess, of NFL picks. Uh, what are the What's the Eagles' line? Six and a half. Wow. So, see me, Mister Teaser, that I am. I could tease that down to where all the Eagles have to do is win. If you really think the Eagles are going to win, I'm thinking we should put a wager on this year's uh, picks. No. Nah. Uh, well, whatever. You, you, whatever well, makes you feel happy. Winner buys the winner buys the other spouse and and uh, like if I but win, see, but see, but see, then you're making me put too too much thought into it. So I, I'd rather just do it for fun. Okay, we, we, we even if take, Ralph's was involved, it, yeah, but we can go to Ralph's and just just buck up. Okay, it, it's because if I start taking it seriously, it's going to ruin my whole digestive system. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, because then I'm really going to sit there and start thinking. You know, Jesus, is Notre Dame going to cover the twelve or? Um. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the Eagles should not probably lose this game. 
But and they've beaten Washington, like they've owned Washington recently, right? Yeah. I, I, and it seems like they open every year with Washington. Yeah, it does. Um, but it, and the fact that it scares me a little probably means the Eagles will win comfortably. But I just I could just see this. I can see this a trap game. And I mean, I don't know how the, how the Washington football team is going to play for its new coach who is sick and getting treated for cancer. Uh, I would imagine the defense is the Washington's defense is probably going to be pretty good. I don't know how good the offense is going. They just got rid of Peterson yeah. and the other running back. They he's in trouble, right? Guy, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't, guys. I mean, this is a game. Look, if the Eagles want to be serious, they, they can't lose this game. No, I agree. But somebody's going to lose. You know, Dallas or the Eagles. Somebody's going to lose to the Giants or the Redskins yep. at some point. Mm-hmm. So you just hope it's not you. Exactly. And what what is the uh, the Thursday game? It's the Texans and the um and the Chiefs. At Chiefs. At Chiefs. Chiefs roll. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, well, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're giddy because they're getting there. But there's not going to be any fans in, right? Nope. Very it's limited. Set, Very limited. It's so hard to gauge what these games are going to be like with no people because football is is as much as any sport. It's emotion. Oh my God! I mean, it's well. I was watching the Navy BYU game last night in Annapolis, and nobody was there. Not even you know, not even the middies, or and it was not know, even the Navy football team. Apparently, apparently, yeah. And it was tough. Oh, their option, their option didn't look very good. No, no. yeah, but they always said first year we, quarterback though Malcolm Perry's gone. So yeah, he was he was really good. He was really good. So they're 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 going to have a long year in Annapolis. I remember the, the the thing that the Temple coaches always said about when you played a Navy or an Army was when you played them the first game, you had a fighting chance because you had you had all uh, training camp to, to practice study them, or if you had a bye week the week before you played them. The funny part was BYU didn't agree to a game until three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, but and doesn't BYU play Air Force all the time? Is that still like so they 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 they're not they playing Air Force this year? I don't think. Right, um, but I'm saying they have they're some coming back of, east and playing Army. They're playing like a band. They lost ten of their twelve games because of yeah, the postponements. Because they're an independent. Because right. they're an independent. So right. they're coming back east to play Army in two weeks at uh, Mikey Stadium, and then they're playing like a lot of Texas San Antonio's and that. Uh, yeah. uh, what is it? South Alabama's been popular. So or, what or North Alabama like, is that the one that fired their coach this week? I don't know. I, I like yeah. I said, I haven't really been paying as much attention yeah. as I should. All I know is this will be the year where like BYO will go ten ten and zero, and then say we should be in the playoffs. Exactly. Right? You played, be you played the Roadrunners of Texas San Antonio. Sorry. So hey, you got to play. Look, everything is is out. Everything's out of whack, man. Yeah. It's it's. You know, I said I thought the Notre Dame Clemson game was going to be big anyway. Because I now. thought Notre Dame could get to that game with either one loss or no losses. Uh, and I obviously thought Clemson could get there. Now it's almost even bigger. Yeah. Because it could determine your age. And I is Notre Dame and Clemson's the half of the league? Or they're, I, they, I think they're doing it. I don't think there's a technical. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but they are going to have an ACC championship game, I'm assuming. Yeah, they are. I, it's strange. Notre Dame up until they play Clemson. It's Duke, South Florida, at Wake, 
Florida State at home, which could be tough. Louisville at home. Pitt on the road. I think Louisville's actually supposed to be decent. Yeah. Pitt on the road, Georgia Tech on the road, and then Clemson at home. Yeah, and Pitt sometimes gives them trouble. Yeah. Because it's, but yeah, I mean, look, for college football's sake, if Notre Dame, an unbeaten Notre Dame is hosting an unbeaten Clemson on the first week in November, yep. it'll be special. And but here's the kicker, Kevin. There'll be nobody in the stands. Exactly. Hey, that that's see, that's hard for me to fathom. It really is. It just I know it's the reality of the world we live in and everything. I, but by, boy, just you know, by, to see that scene way. on Saturdays where, you know, you see sixty, eighty thousand nuts. You, you know, wow. You want to talk about? You want to talk about what's going to be an interesting sight? December fifth, Syracuse at Notre Dame in South Bend. A December game in South Bend ought to be because. And you, what what if but what if Notre so then that's usually the week when the, the ACC title game would be yeah it's the following week ah, it's either twelve twelve or twelve nineteen now let me ask you a question is Army playing Navy this year yes here that I can look up because I'm just wondering would they play that game in front of like almost no people. Um, I mean, that whole game is made on those people. Yeah. That's a big revenue game for, for their whole... But forget the revenue. I'm just talking about those cadets and those midshipmen being in that stadium. I mean, it's a big revenue. Lo- Still if listed Philadelphia. as Philadelphia. December 12th. December 12th. Yeah, see, I mean, that could be huge because I don't know where we're going to be as a world on December 12th. But... You know, that Philadelphia must make scads of money off that game. Um, and I'm just saying is I just can't imagine them playing that game with like 5,000 people in the stadium. or, or, or Yeah, they're still you know, listed 10. as like a financial field. Yeah, maybe they would just like let the uh, – the uh, Mid- cadets Middies and, and cadets in. in. Yeah, maybe. Um, boy, that's – man. And I still think the basketball, I'm telling you right now, I really think the basketball, first of all, it's not going to start until January, at least. And I think you may see bubble situations. You may. So, all right. Thank you, Mr. Kern. We will yeah, talk, to, talk to each other on Friday. Try to get some better sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good night sleeping for me last night. So That's yeah, never good. No. All right. We will see you on Friday. Ray Benninger will get it, be our guest. Thank you all for joining us. This has been Work of the Beat.